500 vehicles to sell, 500 ways to save. One month only at Build Penny Toyota during Mega Memorial Month. Now through May 31st. That means mega deals on your favorite Toyota models from Alabama's number one volume Toyota dealer. And don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. Plus, enjoy the rest of our awesome Penny perks. Visit BuildPennyToyota.com during Mega Memorial Month. Number one based on 2018 total new Toyota retail sales in Alabama for Southeast Toyota distributors. Warranty valid through 10th year of ownership on new vehicles only. See dealer for details. Shut up and sit down. I sleep between six and seven hours every day. That's about all I get. I get up. I pick up my phone. I call every single relative I have over the age of 60, of which there are currently 19, to make sure they're still breathing. Most of them live alone. It's kind of my job in the family to make sure none of them die and no one notices. If they don't answer their phone, I go to their house. That can be anywhere from 35 minutes to an hour and a half drive. Just to let you know. I work. I write professionally. I hold workshops. I have professional writer relationships with about 15 authors in my area. I regularly meet them six to ten hours a week to mentor. I occasionally watch my nieces and nephews. I cook and clean the house I live in. I got two dogs and a husband who needs moderate care. You know, he's in his 40s now, so he needs care. <clears throat> All men need care. This is a problem because what little time I do have that's my own is valuable to me. And I spend a great deal of it on my hobby, in fandom, and anywhere on any given month, I can spend between 15 and 30 hours maintaining some part of my site for you. My site <clears throat> averages between God, I want to say 300 and 400,000 hits a week. Rough trade cleared almost well, LH could probably tell you how many total, but over a million hits in the month of April. That kind of bandwidth costs money. My site and Rough Trade cost money. 
I can spend anywhere from $500 to $600 a year on hosting my website and now Rough Trade. The chat room that you guys use, I pay for that. It's not free. This radio show, which I'm using to talk about fandom and writing and you know just being entertaining for you, it's not free either. It's money on you. And I don't begrudge it. I spend this time on you, and I don't fucking begrudge it. But what I do begrudge, and what makes me furious, is the pure lack of goddamn appreciation that I get from a few people. And it is just a few people. But these people can make me so mad that I can't fucking breathe. When you give yourself over to other people like I do, and I think that I'm pretty open for a fan fiction writer who hides their real identity like he's, she's Batman. I'm Batman, did you know? I do that. I give you a lot of time. I give you time I could be spending with my husband getting laid or walking my dog or talking to my mother who's elderly and won't be here forever. I give you this time. Other writers just like me give you this time. Whether they're giving it to you in a chat room or on Facebook or just because they're writing. And you have to know, let me give you an example. I type anywhere from 150 to 192 words a minute. When I'm writing, that can be 95 to 145 depending on just my level of productivity and how inspired I am. To prepare a rough draft of a piece of fan fiction, and of which there's only usually, well, the, the draft, and then it goes to beta, and then, you know, every once in a while it'll go back into beta if, if there's a major issue or a plot hole or a problem. Right? Um, my average posting is between 10 and 15,000 words, some bigger, some smaller. Yesterday, I wrote 2,000 words. Oh, was it 1,700 for that little piece that I did for Ties That Bind yesterday? 2,300, Lady Holder is saying. And she baited it for me. It took me all day to write that. I just wasn't, it just wasn't coming out the way I wanted it to, so I had to go it over and over and over again. So when you look at a piece like Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond, which is currently 268,000 words. That's not just how much time I'm investing into a story. It's how much time is being invested in the beta afterwards. Because it has to be read and quote and edited, and then it comes back to me anywhere from seven to eight hours on a piece that took that's 10,000 words. There's over a million, I am actually precariously close to two million words on my fan fiction website, and if, just if, I typed, let's say I typed 100 words a minute, just as an average, okay? And there's 2 million. 
almost 2 million words there, right? That's 20,000 minutes divided by 60. That's 333 hours of just writing. And I'm coming up on my sixth year anniversary, which means basically I'm pretty close to having written 24 hours a day for a goddamn year, almost, just in fan fiction. So I really don't fucking appreciate it when people get on my website and they ask me a question and they ask me that question 15 billion hundred times and then don't fucking listen to the answer that I give them. And they whine and they complain. You know what? Not a goddamn person that comes to my website has the right to complain or whine or bitch or ask for more. Period. I couldn't mean that more if I fucking tried. And what's worse, and this, this is what really, really ticks me off. I'm not known to tolerate bullshit like this. I'm not at all known for it. So considering how much of it I get, and I got two comments today, which makes my, I believe that's 43 for the year, and it's just May. Just like these comments that I got today. When are you going to update? It's been so long. It's been a whole week. Oh, my God. And I wish this was longer. Don't you think you should be doing this? I can't believe you're writing this one. I wish you were writing this. I wish you weren't doing this story for Rev Trade. I, I would prefer that you work on this instead. Like you have the fucking right to tell me what I should be working on. Right? Is that what you think? This is what bothers me the most, and it, and it really infuriates me. As much as I am known not to tolerate this bullshit, I get them. I don't want to even know what kind of abuse you're heaping on authors who take this shit in silence, who accept your bullshit, who think it's perfectly okay for people who don't even goddamn fucking know them to make demands on their time, who are so fucking entitled they believe that you should be sitting at your computer and doing nothing but exactly what they want at any given time. You know, in January, I actually had some asshole message me on Facebook because I was playing Zuma. <laughs> and I had been posting you know, my score over and over again for about an hour and a half because I couldn't do anything but. And... um I like to give Azure coins so she can beat competition, and currently she whooping my ass, by the way, at um, this. It's okay, though. It's fine. I'm not bitter. Anyway, so I'm playing for about an hour and a half, and someone messaged me on Facebook. They're no longer my friend, or if they are, they changed their name, <clears throat> and said, instead of wasting my time on Facebook, I should be writing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I wish I was making it up. I really do. I wish I was making it up. And it doesn't even it doesn't even compare to what I get in email or what I get in comments or, or what I've seen in um anonymous fan wank blogs about me. I don't give a shit what they think. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks, to be perfectly honest. 
I'm not saying that readers are the worst part of fandom, because I know that's not true. And most, 95, 96, 97, even maybe even 99% of readers aren't assholes. The problem becomes is when all you hear is assholery. Now, I get a lot of comments. I get a lot of feedback, and it's great. So less than maybe 1% of the feedback I get is bullshit, and that's fine, okay? I have to wonder about other writers in the fandom who quit writing, who quit posting, who abandon stories because the feedback is so disingenuous and terrible and demanding and rude and ugly and fucking entitled. Really? I hope you're proud of yourself. I do. Because this morning when I got those two comments, and it was just like the straw. It was the final straw, really. And I noticed this more in the Harry Potter fandom. It could be because I've browbeaten the Stargate fandom into submission. I don't know. It wasn't my intention to break your spirit if I did Stargate. It really wasn't. But what I've noticed is that since I've entered the het part of Harry Potter, um, the, the Harry Hermione fans, basically, um, they're very demanding. They're very entitled. The ones that um, are bitching at me, not the ones that praise me. I enjoy praise as much as the next bitch. I do. I have a problem with it. You go right ahead. Tell me how awesome you think I am. But these people are demanding, and they're rude, and they're pissing me off. And this, these comments I got were four hours apart in being posted on my website. And as I read them, I thought, you know, I totally understand those people who stop posting their stuff out of spite. I didn't used to. I do now. I even understand people who take their shit offline and then tell everybody not to share it. Because I don't fucking want you looking at my stuff. Because <coughs> currently, Unspeakable Plot is not online. It is a rough draft. It was briefly on Rough Trade. And... The crap I've gotten about pulling it off rough trade makes me not want to participate in my own goddamn challenge site anymore because you're assholes, okay? You're fucking assholes, and it's infuriating. It is infuriating to put as much work as I do into that site and into that challenge and into my own work when I'm on that challenge site and, and trying my best to have you spit in my face. And that's what it feels like. Why don't you just come up and punch me in, in the dick? If I had one. In my theoretical dick. I'm tired of getting punched in the theoretical dick, okay? So you need to stop. You need to stop and realize that the people on the other end of the screen are actual people, okay? We're real people. We're not figments of your imagination pouring out words under a screen for your fucking entertainment. And I'm really, I'm really fed up with this bullshit, and I'm not just fed up for myself. I'm fed up for all the other writers you do this to, too. Because I know that if you're doing this to me, considering the reputation I have in fandom, I don't even want to fucking know what you're doing to others. Really? 
Do you badger them the way you're badgering me? Do you post comments about how dare you write slash? I can't believe you're doing this. This is disgusting. Why would you do this? I don't understand. Why can't you just write what I want? Dudes, don't do this to people. Some people are sensitive. They can't handle it. I didn't cry this morning. I got mad. Other writers, they might have cried. They might have got so upset they cried. Don't make writers cry. Don't do that. There's no crying in fandom. Don't make them cry. It's rude. It's terrible. It's just terrible. You need to stop. Stop being a jerk face. It, it's not too much to ask for you to be grateful for what you get for free. Okay? You get it for free. Stop being an asshat. Yes, Azur, I'm your imaginary friend. I better look hot in your brain. Just, <laughs> Senna says in the chat room, when you make a writer cry, rocks fall and all your favorite characters end up in Australia where everybody dies. This is true. This is true. Um, it, I'm, I'm just, I'm terribly disappointed in this kind of behavior, and it makes me furious. Because like I said, because, you know, I don't know how you treat others, but if you're comfortable treating me this way, considering the amount of bitching I do in public about it, I, I'm, I'm deeply concerned about your behavior towards other writers. And I don't just mean this one person who emailed me this or who messaged me this morning on my site, because if they were alone in this, I could laugh them off and move on, but they're not. They're not alone. They're, they're one of many. And it's really fucking irritating. And I'm, I'm so tired of your bullshit. Now, there are some people who would take their toys and go home. I'm not one of those people, but I'll tell you what I am. I'm one of those people who runs their own website. And I can make it members only. And I can make it so you can't read my stuff. And I can delete members who share my stuff without my permission. And they won't get to read it either. So you know what that means. That means it would be very difficult for you to get my shit because no one else wants to lose their privileges. That's what could happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen now. I'm just saying it might happen in the future. Because I don't need your bullshit. And I don't need feedback. I don't need validation from you. I get it from other people. My husband thinks I'm awesome. It works out. It's great. So out of all the things that I have to deal with, this is one thing I can simply arrange in a way that I don't have to deal with it. Lock all my shit down. Because I don't care if my readership grows. I'm not writing for you. Even the readers that I adore, and I adore many of you, I do, I don't begrudge a single penny I spend on my website. 
for the chat room or anything else. I don't. I really don't. And I'm, I'm really pleased and proud to have you all with me and to be a part of it. But I don't write for you. I don't write for a single one of you. I write for me. So I don't need visitors. <laughs> I don't need new ones. I'm always excited to get them. I'm, I, I would even say that I want them, but I don't need them. And if I don't have them, I'm not going to expire over here and die. It's just, it's just, that's just not how it works. It isn't. It isn't how it works at all for me. Because you have to keep in mind that I've been writing for a very long time, and for more than a decade I never shared a single word of it with anybody. And I would be perfectly okay to go back to that. It wouldn't bother me a bit. But I wouldn't do that to the people that I like. So what I would do and what I can do and what I might eventually have to do is lock my website down so nobody else but people I want can read it. Period. That's the way it will be. I'm coming up on six years. I have an anniversary party planned. Hopefully I won't be still pissed off because I am. I am, in case you weren't aware, I am very angry about this because not only did it ruin my writing day, but it also ruined my day with my mom. I spent the day with my mom. I was irritated all day. And that's bullshit. I was bitchy all day to my mother, which is bullshit. And at one point she did tell me, and, I, and she meant it, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. And she meant it. She really meant it. Because I could see it look in her eye. She got it once when I was little because I was an asshole to her when I was little. I have memories of that spanking that I got. It's like a flashback, like a PTSD thing. Um, so she totally meant it. She'd take me out. And she, you know, was kind of bitchy to me the rest of the day until I bought her a York, a York peppermint patty, which I think are disgusting, but they're her favorite candy bars. So I bought it as a peace offering. So not only did this person actually ruin my writing day, but they made me angry and my mother bitchy. So fuck you, man. Just fuck you. I can't believe you. And I'm really actually disappointed in myself that I let your asshole around. I'm talking to the person who feedbacked me this morning. The person who sent me the feedback this morning that I commented on on my website, I'm, talk I'm talking to you personally right now, if you're listening and you're not a pussy and you're actually listening to this, I want you to know that you ruined my day and I'm disappointed in myself that I let your assholery get to me that way. Fuck you. Lady Holder's on the phone. And I want anybody who's out there is welcome to call in, by the way. You can call in, talk, so say whatever you want. Just don't be an asshole because that's, that's my role for the evening. I get to be an asshole and, you know, be rude to people. But I don't want any threatening behavior or assholery from you guys because there's really only one room for – there's, there's really, really only room for one bitch in this place, and that's me. Hello, lady. Hello. Really? I could have sworn. 
Hello, darling. I could have swore I had uh, the the head bitch, you know, behind you know the the queen bitch. I could have hey, swore I'm the HBIC in this bitch. I'm the HBIC. <laughs> Head yeah. bitch in charge. That's me. Yes, no shit. Um, just to be uh, certain, guys, so you know exactly how thrilled she is, she got on the radio show. Last time she was this pissed off, she called me at 3.30 in the fucking morning. <laughs> I think this is an improvement. Y'all are hearing it. Okay? So, like, There was some foul language. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't even do any screaming, but I did have that mom voice there for a little bit. I can't even control it. No, you really can't. Yeah, so, good times. (laughs) Yeah, hang out with Kira and Mama Marcus at the coffee shop. We do that. We better make sure that the fuddies are there so that way we can have fun screaming with their heads. Um, There was a moment when I thought my mom might stab me today. I mean, I'm not kidding. She was like... Because she asked me, she said, are you on your period? <laughs> Jesus. Really loud. Yeah, and I'm like, no. And she said, well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and she just walked away. <laughs> yeah. Your mom. <laughs> I had to buy her forgiveness with chocolate. <laughs> if it works, it works. You know, never let it be said that there isn't such a thing as, as good times with, with um, chocolate. The thing about um, about this whole entitlement thing, I find it really, really weird because um, I've I've been told um, by folks that I'm considered a big name fan, and yet I don't get this shit. And that, to me, I guess, is what I consider a big name fan. Unfortunately is somebody who is getting this shit. Harassment? All right. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's a level of insanity that is, you know, I, I don't get it. You know, uh, I'm, look, I'm not a professional. Not yet. Okay. And even when I sell my first thing, I'm not going to be at the level of J.K. Rowling or somebody, and I don't have anybody to filter out my... Who wants to be? I don't. Uh, I really, you know, I honestly have no desire whatsoever to be a famous writer. No. Money aside, and money's nice, and I can't say that money made anybody miserable, um, but the, the pressure... The level, the level of ridiculousness that is involved with that is just, you know, insane. You know, um, it's it's also, I mean, I don't have somebody to filter the dickishness, and you know that if I was going to do that, I definitely want somebody there. Um, you know, it's. It, it, how do you? Here's the thing. Professionally, have, I yeah. don't get crap like this. No, you don't. From what you've said, and and you know, I'm at least aware enough to know that most of the bad moods you call me on are fandom related. Okay, there's very few that you know are are anything other than that, and that's you know neither here nor there. And I figure I'm lucky to hear about them. So. 
I had a cousin. Yes. I have a cousin who's also a writer. Um mm-hmm. and uh she she deals with some of that crap sometimes. And she writes um mm-hmm. pretty close to what I write actually and mm-hmm. both published and she kind of, you know, she it, it's a different level for her and um so, you know, it's I can't really discuss her because it would, you know, lead back to me eventually, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyways, well, yeah. Mm, but what I would say is that um, it's the amount of availability that some fan fiction writers give their readers in fandom creates this false sense of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe, you know, maybe this is partly my fault. Maybe it's because I am too visible. You know, I am in the chat room, and I do answer emails that I get, and I do answer the comments, and I do send little thank you notes when people send me money. <laughs> you know, and I have a Facebook, mm-hmm. and I, I'm on Twitter, and maybe I'm just too available, yeah, and it makes people okay. think that they can talk shit to me. Oh. You're breaking up. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That the husband um, kind of gave me the, the long-suffering look as well at um, the topic of the radio show. Everybody can hear you? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we can hear him, too. And, and they can all hear you, too. And I, I'm willing to bet there's a lot of highs coming up on the, the chat room over there. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and, and, yes, guys, these are our conversations. Yeah. This is about surprise. <laughs> no. Um, the, and the husband is as vanilla as you can get. <laughs> yes, Sue. Oh, oh God. Going, la, 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 la. <laughs> yes, he does. Ah, yes. We have help, we have several highs and a high dad. Yes. So the 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 level of um, willingness. <laughs> yeah. Um the level of willingness that that you put forth to um actually be a part of our lives even if it is just um as second hand as it is you know saying hi to people in the chat room to um <laughs> Uh, one of the guys says that he, you need to come back. They need more testosterone in the in the chat room. <laughs> Not open hell. Not a, open hell. <laughs> Considering that half the pictures that I put up would actually, I take that back. Something like ninety eight percent of the pictures I put up would make him run screaming out of the room. Have made me run screaming out of the room. Yes. Um, Not really screaming, but yeah, run screaming. <laughs> Um, oh my fucking god! I know. Getting back to the entitlement thing. When when you first asked me or agreed for me to be your beta, it was very very ginger in the whole relationship between the two of us because I was doing my damnedest not to overstep. All right, because I had absolutely no idea how how this was going to turn out and. And now the peanut gallery is commenting that we spend hours, days on the phone with each other. But and while that's true, it took a long time and a lot of trust. Okay, this this yeah. wasn't an immediate thing. 
My okay. husband calls her my wife. I, <laughs> it's the peanut gallery, dear. You know, you're not ready for the penis gallery. <laughs> Although I can put that up on online if you really want to go see it. I sent um, a really awesome picture to Marcus last night on Facebook. I don't appreciate the offer. Uh huh. But you don't. <laughs> well, tell him to be nice on my radio show. I'll call him later and cuss him out. Um, She'll call, she's going to call you later and cuss, him, cuss you out. I'll give you uh, her your numbers so that way she can do this. Wonderful. Why? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm a, yes. Yeah. I'm on the air, goddammit. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, beta relationships yeah, well, were, everybody, beta relationships were kind of tricky for me, mm-hmm. I think, because mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, um, I had that experience, and I don't mean to harp on it. It was yeah. just really <sighs> frustrating. It was one of those that definitely, well, it definitely um, played into how we acted around each other. Because you were very leery about giving me anything. And well, yeah, yeah, fact, I was. Yeah. Well, and irritating. The fact that, oh, yeah. And Here's the thing about the, the thing that, I didn't even know what one was. <laughs> I started posting right. on fanfiction.net, the pit, yes. And I didn't, I mean, I was doing a basic spell check, but I was like, fuck it, it's fanfiction, who cares, right? And I got, like, four comments telling me I need betas typos. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what the fuck's a beta? I'll get one. Because <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea that other mm-hmm. people would take my writing and help me edit it for free. Because that's not how that works in professional land. <laughs> you don't get that mm-hmm. kind of relationship out of another um, person for free most of the time, unless you're an alpha reader. Yeah, that's a whole different experience right, that, right there. And I have... Um, I... So I had that experience, and I had that big story in the Sentinel, and um, and I think mm-hmm. that also played into my my um, animosity towards the Sentinel fandom because mm-hmm. I had that person who took my rough draft and passed it around to all of her friends and told me this when she sent back her beta, which was not that great. Um, and I realized that she'd volunteered to beta for me just so she could read it. Mm-hmm. She half-assed to beta and passed it around to all of her friends. And I was really upset. It, it was very upsetting. Mm-hmm. And so getting another beta or two or three seemed a risk. It seemed to risk, but oh, yeah. I was, um, you know, it was like, uh, do I really want to have that kind of experience over and over and over and over again? Because, you know, yeah, it's it's can can you take that chance um, with this? I mean, it, it's not it's not something that you want to do. I've gotten very lucky with my betas. But then again, I um, I knew what I was getting into when I went into this because I'd been I'd seen the whole thing, and the about the time that you and I started doing beta work, I was still going to a con, um, and it was BassCon, which was the ba- 
Bay Area um, San Francisco Con, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, that no Bay Area Flash Con. The no longer exists. I wish it did. Yeah. It's it's on hiatus because um, most of the people who were running it were basically putting everything into it, and basically they were broke both in will and, frankly, in, in their, their, their funds. They didn't have the funds, and AFCON was barely making it. Um, if, it made, if it broke even, it was a major miracle, and that was pretty sad. But it was not long after, after everybody, um, the first year, not long after I got the beta thing, they figured out, you know, Everybody knew who I was by my name because I went up as Lady Holder, okay? But it was also a, um, your cure is beta. Well, yes, I am. Can <laughs> you terrible. tell us anything? I'm sorry. <laughs> Not a fucking thing. No, don't worry about it. I've never been bothered. It's, you <laughs> it's know, just terrible for you to be known through another person. I, that just, uh, that's weird. I don't Look, like it. I feel it. like Einstein's wife some, I, I feel like Einstein's wife some days, but, you know, it's not <laughs> a big or bad thing, okay? It really isn't. I'm not upset, okay? I, I knew um, on, a, on, on a sheer level of, of name recognition, you trump me, okay? And that's, you know, honestly not a bad thing. So it you know, feels whole, like a bad thing. That right there in a not. nutshell is why I have such a problem with that big name fan crap. Because I don't think that any any writer in fandom is less or more important than me. Does that make sense? I don't think uh-huh. it, I know. it implies that some writers or some fans in the fandom are more important and I don't believe that at all. I don't care if you've never written a word. I'm not more important than you. You know? Well, here's the thing. I know that I rippled out, okay? Um, I know where a lot of the influences I've put, put in have, have settled down. Um, I'll be perfectly honest and say the day that you told me that, that Sentinels, the Sentinels of Atlanta stuff, frankly, all your Sentinel stuff where you have John Shepard be a Sentinel and Rodney McKay be a guide based off the fact that my internal headcanon went, nope. Okay. Um, well, no, that's true enough. It, um, it tickles me pink. You're unlikely and unwilling inspired Sentinels of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Boom. No, really, that was, I mean, um, as much as coming home inspired me to write Ties That Bind, um, the unlikely and the unwilling inspired me to write Sentinels of Atlanta, as much as. Yeah, and yeah, and the, the things that you've written in there have in turn inspired me because I can feel, I could, I could watch, basically, as I, as I was rereading my stuff because um, – I've got ADD when it comes to writing. I find something new that looks shiny, and, and I want to hug it and pet it and call the bloody thing George, and I do for a while. And then I go and I go back to something else, and I write in this you know, horrendous circle of, of stuff that just keeps getting bigger and bigger until I tie it off. And so it's, it's eventually, you know, things get reread because I have to know where I am with it. And I can see 
when you and I really started um, talking things out, okay, first on, you know, I am and then, you know, on various versions of I am and then on, on phone calls and how the, the, the things changed and matured, okay, because some, some things that you put forth showed up in mine. Some things that got you pissed off, okay, because of people, um, showed up in mine because you <laughs> – hello, Father. Um, you ended Eyes up calling somebody – Eyes or his dad, yes. Yes. Um, you ended up calling somebody a cock-juggling thundercoat. And – it is my goal in life to have Rodney call somebody a cop juggle, um, juggling thundercut. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And for those of you who listened to last night, I did get to use, you do, the, um, you do it for Randolph Scott today. It did come up and I did get to use it. So, yeah. I, was, I was pretty thrilled with myself. Jesus. Then, then he was... Um, you say oh, I had the, I had the best moment because he was um, he mm-hmm. got him a, set, a headset like ours those LG um, earbuds oh, that really um, those LG Bluetooth earbuds yeah he got a set for himself and um, uh-huh. he was installing that uh, that Bluetooth reader software mm-hmm. and um, or the app and he <laughs> he texted me and told me to text him back so he could. See how it was going to sound. So I thought about it for a long time, and well, you know what I could put in the message box. And so I got so tickled I couldn't do it for like a five minutes. And then I said, "Have you ever danced the devil in the pale moonlight?" So his phone read that shit back to him in that creepy Siri voice. It was amazing. Oh my god. Yeah, I just posted a link to to what they are, so y'all can have you know, or at least it was great. More. It was great. Siri yeah. asked him if you, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? At, yeah, you know. So. <laughs> oh, that's just fabulous. Um, I've gotten one one posting that I actually. Oh, wait, for those of you who up, don't know actually what that's from, that's from the first Batman movie. Was Michael Keaton? Oh yeah. And oh my God, what's wrong with you if you didn't know that? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Really. His reaction was, <laughs> he called me and he said, "What the fuck, woman? What the fuck?" <laughs> he goes, "That was crazy." <laughs> of course, it was crazy. That yeah. was the whole fucking point. I worked hard on that. It was either that or <laughs> I was trying to figure out how I could make her go. They're here, but I couldn't figure out how I could get her to do that with all the, you know, syllables. <laughs> Yes, that would have been fantastic. Open, open the pod bay doors. No, Dave. Open, <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> no, Dave. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Yeah. I have a whole bunch of them now, which is really great. Great because he's turned on his um, so his phone will read his text to him. So I can send him all kinds of creepy shit. Like they all float down here. <laughs> Which is from it, right? I can't do that, Dave. Yeah, you're wrong. Now, oh. I'll have to do that right now. Hold on. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that from Dark Evanescence. I love it. Okay. I've actually gotten one um, 
one actual comment that I, I, I actually tr- uh, trashed because <laughs> the person was um, – it was a little bit too snippy for me. It was not something that I think, oh, my poor kid. She's afraid of clowns. I can't say I blame her. Skeezy I'm afraid people. of clowns. Um, Fucking Stephen I King. Know. What's wrong with you, Stephen King? There's a whole generation people, so. of people who have a phobia of clowns because of it and Stephen King. Uh, there's reasons why I never watched the damn thing. Um, <laughs> yuck. Cartwheeling spiders. That one just got me. Um, I've gotten very, very lucky with fandom, and most of the the stuff that I have um, posted. There's one memorable one that I got when I was um, posting uh, in the series um, "Home is What You Make It," and it was um, one of the and a complicated choice posts where I was posting on the McKay Shepherd board and the and a complicated choice is a McKay Shepherd story, but it also has back and forth between um, Earth and Atlantis and it touches on a lot of different people. So in this instance the chapter that got posted up was a earthborn or earth based chapter and McKay or Shepard weren't on there because, well, they're not on Earth. And I actually got a comment up that, why did I post this here? Don't I know that it's McKay Shepard? And my automatic comeback was, it's part of the uh, story, you silly wench terms, but I was trying to be nice. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a, the fuck over, okay? You know, and... I have yeah. a story about this. I used to post. I used to post notifications to the McShep Live Journal as well, mm-hmm. and I posted the other part in ties that bind where Jordan has flown to Singapore and he is flayed alive with a bullwhip. Okay. I actually thought that was kind that of mild, and he should have had a couple more things. A lovely him. agony it was what it was called, and I put a warning on it mm-hmm. saying that there were going to be scenes of extreme violence that that might disturb Mm -hmm. sensitive readers, okay? I immediately, like within a half hour of posting, and I know they hadn't read the whole thing in that point. There's no way they could have. Um, Got a piece of feedback where the person berated me for assuming that a sensitive reader would have a problem with Slash. That's not what Uh, I said at all. I don't even fucking warn for Slash, because you know what? When you warn for Slash, you know what you warn for? Pedophilia and rape. So when you warn for Slash, you're comparing Slash to pedophilia and rape. So just keep that in mind. So I don't warn for that shit. Anyway, for those of you who are curious, I did just, in fact, text my husband that thing from Hal. I'm sorry, David. I'm sorry, David. I'm afraid I can't do that. Yeah, I just did, totally. Oh, God. Oh, God. He's going to have such a fit. I might actually be able to hear him on the telephone this time. (laughs) It was infuriating. But then, you know, a lot of times people are so used to being offended that they get offended and get upset before they even bother to read what probably isn't um, going to offend them. Shit. 
Yeah, it, it, the, I the, don't inform either, Azor. What I do is I list pairings, and if you don't understand a pairing and you're reading that fandom, then I think you're dumb, and you don't deserve to be warned. Mhm. I'm sorry, yeah, but if you get if if you see McKay Shepard as the pairing and you don't realize that Slash, you're stupid. Well, actually, I, I really kind of hope that you figured out that McKay Shepard is definitely not David Shepard and, um, uh, you know, Jeannie McKay, although, uh, you know, we, we might get lucky and see that one of these years. Who knows? Oh, she just dropped an Easter egg on you guys, and you don't even know it. Um, I actually paired those two in Lantine's Legacy. I'm going to tell you that that's a spoiler, kind of, from the get-go. You that. Yeah, no, 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 no. I can't do that to Matt. But David pretty much sets eyes on Jeannie, who is divorced from her husband, and says, yeah, I want some of that. And he goes for it like a shepherd, and he gets some. <laughs> he gets some of that. If it works, it works. <laughs> yeah, oh, and just so you know, also, okay, as much as I am pretty much um, – one of the between Chris and I, I probably see more of what Kira's writing because of time zones. Um, Chris is in in Australia. She's awake when we're asleep, so it makes it really difficult to do back and forth and talk as much as we yeah. try. It's it's still a little difficult. Um, but actually, you know, Chris gave me one of my best compliments ever. Mm-hmm. And. It, it, it kind of stuck with me, and it doesn't always happen. Chris um, told me that working on the beta process with Lanty and Legacy was like taking a master's writing class. Yeah, I can agree with that. My, my and that was like, oh, really? A thousandfold. <laughs> yeah, my writing has proved a thousandfold since, since I started doing the beta stuff. Um, but what I was going to say is I don't get to see everything. Okay. No. Um, no. She's got stuff on her hard drive that I will never see. All right. She has dropped hints about stuff. She calls me a cock tease for doing stuff. Let's put it this way. The queen of cock teases is on the other end of my telephone. She's my best friend, and we talk about a lot of things. But she tells me stuff and then doesn't, you know. I've got this on my hard drive. I've got umpteen billion stories. You're going to see well, Okay, one. so I've got almost okay. two million <laughs> words posted on my site. Almost. I mean, I'm, I'm precariously <laughs> close. I'm, I think I'm less than 100,000 words off at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I easily have 750,000 words on my hard drive that, that no one has seen. Mm-hmm. That's fan yep. fiction. I'm not, my professional work, I've got 22 novels that I've written that will never see the light of day. Some of them are just very personal, yeah. and others just suck. Because one of the things that I would say to writers um, is that you have to write, and you have to write every day if you can. And you have to write even if you think it won't be published. In fact, especially if you think it won't be published. Because I learn more in my failures than I do in my successes. And one of the reasons why I started Rough Trade is because I wanted to um, – I give back professionally a lot, but I didn't give back to fan fiction writers who have no intention of ever publishing professionally. So I wanted to give back to those writers who find comfort in their hobby writing and fandom and have no intention of ever leaving it. Because 
I learn as much about my craft reading fan fiction as I do reading professional work, sometimes more. Mm-hmm. I think that there are some really powerful writers in fandom, and and, and you can pick them out, you know, the, the ones that mm-hmm. really... This is a little pun. The one that little that really resonate with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. They really they oh, really yes. suck you into their work. And resonant is one of them. Axelot is another. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, the lady who wrote That's Freedom suffer. is another, and I forget her name. Zance. Zance is a is a huge camp. inspiration to a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. An amazing writer. Her character work is out of this fucking world. Even if you have a problem with her plots, and I don't, her ability to turn a character and show them in a way that you've never seen them before is amazing. And that's what really coming home brought me when I first read that. I was like, oh, damn, really? Because Uh when I read it, I was like, I have never seen Rodney like this before, and it was amazing you know, to see Rodney. And she, and he was still Rodney. It was still him, but she turned him mm-hmm. just a little, just enough to make him different and amazing and interesting. And I was like, oh, oh, God, what'd you do? <laughs> and I mm-hmm. couldn't stop reading it. And another one, uh, Mrs. Hamill. Oh, yes. She's a good friend, now, actually. Um, for me, comes out her work is... Her world building and her plot work blow my mind. I should definitely let her know that because she would be absolutely <laughs> thrilled about that. You know, and she, I do. I am. I read, what was it called? Purgatory? Uh, what was it? Uh, you know what um, I mean. Uh, damn it. Something Purgatory, yeah. She, it, was um, a, it, it was one of those big bang ones. Um, I wrecked it on um, mm-hmm. Flash World. Let me go. Flash World. Um, and uh, it was amazing. H A M L. Yeah. H A M I L L. And it's Mrs. Hamill. And let's see. She's got stuff. Uh, she got. I guess this. Um, Purgatory. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna put that in the, up in the chat. Um, mm-hmm. That's this is my rec for it in the in the chat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I oh, don't yeah. know how that gonna happen. That's, that's not the right one. one. Hold on. Uh, well, not, uh, yeah, that's us. That's what the we're right doing one. right now. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're, yeah, it happens. Um, what I would say about um, fandom and and writers is that when you encounter someone super talented, you think to yourself, oh, my God, why aren't they writing professionally? And I hear that a lot you know, mm-hmm. from readers who aren't aware that, that I'm both. Um, and maybe they do write professionally. Um, I've heard statistics speaking that 70% mm-hmm. of fan fiction writers are also professional writers in some form or another, whether it's mm-hmm. technical writing or reporters or, you know, uh, nonfiction textbook writers, stuff like that, whatever it might be. Um, that mm-hmm. 70% of fan fiction writers are professional writers in some way. Ghost writing, yeah. fiction, nonfiction, academic, technical writing, or um, journalism of some kind. So, mm-hmm. But I'll tell you this. 
and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I know that you mean well when you say this. Why aren't you writing professionally? I know you mean well when you ask it, but it's ugly. Mm-hmm. It's ugly and it's rude because what you're actually asking them is why are you wasting your time? Yeah, I got that a lot with my family. I hate to say it. And I and I got news for you. When some, when you enjoy something, when something makes you happy, it's not a waste of time. And don't yep. and don't let anybody tell you it is. Tell them to kiss my ass. Kiss your ass too, or, or you know, or if, or if you know, you don't want them kissing your ass, tell them to kiss my ass. I got plenty of it. Mhm. <laughs> I'm a writer. Shit spreads. Okay. <laughs> I got a mm-hmm. big booty. <laughs> yeah, but I have. And it yeah, is. I, it I is terribly to... rude. And a lot of times people say mm-hmm. things that they mean well, and they don't mean for it to be ugly, but it comes out that way, or it's perceived that way, because you don't hear tongue of voice on the on the internet, and you don't hear amusement or anger in the, the tone of voice, unless you're me. I think I think pretty much anybody who read my post this morning realized I was mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was actually, I was actually surprised I didn't get any. Uh, Did you hear me sing it? I'm saying that shit. Yeah. Well, I had yeah, to leave well, the house the problem, immediately afterwards, and I, you know, I spent the whole day bitching at my mother, which was not cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send that woman flowers this week, probably to make up for that shit. This is bad. I'm going to go out and do her nails. Well, anyway, <clears throat> do that anyhow. You know, <laughs> it's amazing how how. Um, we fandom um is remarkably insular uh in in what they i mean they, there's a a large number of people writing there's a actually there's a huge number of people writing but the ones who consistently and constantly write well We've all followed them from fandom to fandom, okay? Um, there's people who write stuff that there's not a hope in hell I'm ever going to watch the show, okay? Um, and yet, if somebody writes in that fandom, you know, I'll, I'll sit there and debate about it for about 30 seconds, and then, you know, it's, fuck it. Okay, they wrote in this. I might as well check and see what they wrote and if I'm going to enjoy it. And I click on it, and chances are good I'm going to write. I, I'm going to enjoy it, but I don't get on um, the comment thread and say, "Look, I never, I'm not watching the show. I don't know why you're bothering to write in the show. Why don't you write in blah blah blah?" Okay? Why don't you do what I want? Is, is, is yeah, what no, down it doesn't work that way. Why aren't you doing yeah. what makes me happy? Well, one, that's what it sounds like to me. Every time I get that yes. crappy ass feedback, why aren't you doing something to make me happy, whiny ass motherfuckers? Every one of you, every one of you who does that shit, um, just stop, just fucking stop, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and the thing is, is I know that when I talk about this, I come off arrogant and entitled in my own right, and probably terribly ungrateful, especially when I say that I don't write for you which is honesty, okay, that, that's just pure honesty right there. Um, but it isn't about that. It's about making myself happy, which is 
selfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not arrogant. <laughs> no, it's not selfish. It's, look, you have, and, and understand, I'm probably the absolute screaming worst one to, um, to disagree on you on certain things, okay? There are things that you have written or have attempted to, ri- to write that you will never pick up again because of reasons that, frankly, aren't anybody's business. They, they aren't mine. They, you know, they aren't your reader's business. And they sure as hell aren't the, the, the business of some person who may have gotten hold of a copy that, that some smart you know, little person um, you know, copied and pasted off the web and said, you know, hey, I, I like this. Why aren't you writing more of it? Well, you know, the, the reasoning behind it, you know, the reason you're not writing more of it, that's your own, okay? And it may have been, you know, as, uh, as complex as you had an asset who heckled you off the Internet, which I know of one author who was, was posting on the pit, all right, and it takes a hell of a lot to get me on that, okay, to go read somebody, but I followed this author there. I can't I say that because stuff. I have to say that sometimes I just go over there and read Harry Potter stuff. Just I, I know it's bad and horrible and no good, but I do, I, it. I do it. You're a braver woman than I am, and I refuse. Um, That's not, I told all you bitches awesome. I was a masochist. I meant that. I know in more ways than I think about some days. But, <laughs> look, this, this author picked up her stuff and went over, if I remember right, to AO3, okay, or Live Journal. But they, she went somewhere else, and the people who were heckling her followed, and they chased see, her off the web. That's when I would put my foot okay. down. They, they chased her off the web because, for heaven's sakes, the, the character that she was writing, okay, and for the record, she was writing NCIS, the character that she was writing was not the Tony um, Dinozo that these people wanted, okay, and I wonder if they were Sentinel fans to begin with, because they had there were Sentinel fans were like that too. That they had this idea of what Blair could be like, and if you didn't do it, you were a monster. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? But you the, know what I mean? Yeah. The the, the Tony Dinozo in question, he was a seal. Okay, he was um, the far end of badass motherfucker. And there were a lot of stuff that were, you know, completely and utterly out there and didn't, I mean, it didn't fit the Navy I knew, but, you know, whatever. She flat out said, I'm not Native. And I went, okay, fine. You know, I'll I'll accept all the the goofs and ifs and whatevers. And I adored that series. And if it ever comes back, if I ever hear about it coming back, oh, yeah, you betcha, I'm going to be right there sitting watching that thing, and I'm going to do my best to make sure that this author, and for the life of me, I can't remember her name, um, gets all the positive feedback she can get, okay? Because nobody deserves to get heckled off the Internet. One of the reasons why I started Rough Trade and why I'm so militant about the feedback, and I know people get upset about it, probably even writers who are on there wonder Mm -hmm. why I delete certain stuff, and it's just because I have a zero-tolerance policy for feedback, and if you can't follow the rules, then your comment gets deleted, period, in a discussion. Because mm-hmm. I did promise all the writers involved with Rough Trade that it would be safe. 
and they would, would be, mm-hmm. and they could ignore the pending comments and just read what was on their post and not have to worry about mm-hmm. getting mistreated by readers who think they're entitled to complain about what's being written. Mm-hmm. You don't have that right. You don't have the right to complain if Blair isn't what you want him to be or if Tony isn't the way you want him to be. You do not have the right to complain about how another writer mm-hmm. or reader perceives a character, period. You don't have the right to do that. And when you do it, okay. it makes you an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Pretty much. That's the number one rule on my site. It's number one rule on mm-hmm. Rough Trade. Don't be an asshole. Yep. It's why I leave certain uh, comments to you to go through and make sure because my my asshole meter measures differently than yours does. Yeah, so, that's because I do have a zero um, tolerance policy, and sometimes there will be like a, this really big compliment at the front, and then there will be two bitchy complaints at the, at the back end. And well, if, it, if mm-hmm. that happens, I'll, I'll edit out the crap and just leave the positive stuff. But if it's the mm-hmm. third or fourth time this person has done this, I just leave their shit outright because I'm fucking tired of it. If, if you can't pay attention and follow the rules, then I don't want you on my sites to begin with. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's there's there's a level of you know I I consider myself very blessed with what has happened with fandom and how it's treated me over the years, um, but I watch some of this stuff and I really have to wonder if it's that whole I'm on the internet nobody knows who I am if I hit enter. You know, well, I may feel bad for a split second, but who cares? It's the Internet. It's not me. You know, because most of us, um, probably something like 90% of us, even, you know, on uh, Facebook, you know, when we, when we sign up as, as somebody for fandom, we're using pseudonyms, okay? Um, and if anybody thinks my actual name is Lady Holder, it's been interesting. But no, I really hate to tell you that it's not. Okay. Now, do I answer to it? Yes. Okay. I have literally had people um, when I was at BassCon say Lady Holder, and I went yes, and I answer to it because it's me. It's been me for a very long time. So I answer to various names. I make an effort not to answer to Kira. Because hello, (laughs) that would be bad. And I've actually had several minion encounters. Um, I had a minion encounter in Atlanta. I had a minion encounter in Chattanooga. And I am pretty sure I had one in um, Birmingham. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So it happens. Yeah. It happens. Um, uh, I was once in a coffee shop in... uh, I was in I was in Atlanta and I was in an Atlanta bread company and um, I was I was on my own website and I almost hit edit because I was going to go in and add some stuff to a page and this woman sits down and goes oh my god I love her stuff and we talked for like forty five minutes you just she had no idea she was talking to, to me I really hope she never talks to you never gets <laughs> open well, I didn't blah, get blah. her I, yeah. she didn't get my real name yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 
look, I'm, there's people at my office who know that I write fan fiction. Um, there's also people at my office who know that I write or am trying to write professional. I've had people who've watched me over the years sit there at my desk and jot down these little bits of something and I'm pretty good about not having them, you know, read over my shoulder because, you know, certain things just don't quite translate right to what amounts to the civilian world. As I'm of the opinion because, and yeah. that if they read over your shoulder or whatever they see, they deserve. If they get offended, that's their own that's, fault. That's great. One of them's my boss. I'd really rather not get, you know, that particular swivet happening, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, we don't want anybody else to know about Azure, about Azure either. Let's keep the wolf pulled firmly over the little old church lady's eyes, Azure. Um, we had to know. rescue her from a, 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 a exorcism, yeah. we found out. <laughs> yes, at least one of those, you know, if not more. Forced baptism. I don't, know. I don't know how that would work. Something would happen. Actually, I, don't, I, I think it would be a forced baptism followed swiftly by an exorcism. You know? <laughs> but, you know, and so, yeah. yes, fandom can be a very ugly place. I mean, it can be great. It can be fabulous. And mm-hmm. you can meet all kinds of awesome and, and you know, neat people and read amazing things. And, you know, the Stargate fandom in particular is terribly talented. I mean, terribly talented and the quality of fiction in Stargate is amazing. I mean, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And um some of my favorite writers, um, Beyond Yourself, uh Mrs. Hamill. Thank you. Tarlin. I love Tarlin. Mm-hmm. Um oh, Vance, yeah. of course. She rocks. Um who was ran yep. out of SGA, so fuck all y'all who who were involved mm-hmm. in that bullshit. Um Orison and Rena are, are a good set that I adore also. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know I, I made I love that name. Roververse. I love the Roververse. Oh, yes, yes. That, that, that makes me laugh. According to Rover, yes, yeah. that is some of the best, the best stuff ever. I like when John and Rodney are having sex and they, one of them hits the radio. <laughs> and the whole city hears them fucking. <laughs> yes, it's just utterly wrong. And it's good times, and it's funny. And, you know, there's, there's stuff on there. Um, they've got another one where John is an Ori. And, you know, he's come back to Atlantis because it's home. And he falls, you know, headlong and totally for, for um, Rodney. And is basically, well, the nicest way to put it is he's proprietary towards <laughs> I always like a possessive John. I do. I think it's really hot. Um, I wouldn't want that in real yes. life. A man in real life who's possessive would be a man up. buried in my backyard. Well, you've got because I like an alpha male on the page, but an alpha male in my house is one, two, three, four steps away from being murdered. Just saying. <laughs> uh, mine's about six, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're useful for taking out the trash. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, 
bunny. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It is so terrible. <laughs> it is bunny season, and it's 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 a nightmare in my backyard. It's so terrible. <laughs> I think it's the most fabulous thing ever, but then again, you keep hearing about my problems and the fucking You're not the mice. one that has to pick up the bunny parts. Fuck you. <laughs> it's yeah, bad. Yeah, I know. Same of course, here. I'm not either. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't pick up bunny parts. My that, That's my husband's job. Hey, that's what... That, hey, alpha male is useful for picking up bunny parts, taking out the trash, and changing the oil on the car. Good times. You know? Friday, Friday, my husband's on a staycation, and Friday, I have been asking him for weeks. He's still alive? Make that month to trim this tree in our front yard, and he refused to do it. He didn't say no. He Mm -hmm. just said okay and then just didn't do it. Ah, Passive aggressive is the greatest thing on the planet. So Friday, which was day two of his staycation, I went outside with the tree trimmer. You know, it's one of those ones that has the oh, extension, Jesus. and you, yeah. And so, I cut a whole bunch, he, and he comes out, what are you doing? Up? I said, I asked you months ago, it's, it's, it's like those fire ants all over again. I asked you months ago to trim this fucking tree. So now I'm doing it. Oh, so, God. he eventually took over, because that's how you get him in to do a job. You start it and do it badly. Yeah. You're also the person <laughs> who told me that you're not allowed to pick up power tools. The fuck? It wasn't a power tool. It was manual. It is too. It's got a plug. No, it doesn't. I didn't pick up the one that was. It's just a. It's just a big limb cutter with a on an extension pole, and you put a little lever down uh-huh. and it cuts it, and the tree falls. That was oh, the dangerous God. part. Limbs falling. <laughs> yeah. But he eventually no took over. Let's not get, yeah. yeah no he eventually took over and and stopped. You know because you know. Like I said, yeah. if you want a man to do a job, just go do a job badly, and and, and um, a good man will take over. A bad man will just watch. Mm-hmm. Your husband's and if you have one man. of those, then after you get finished doing whatever you're doing, you can take whatever tool you're using to do it with and bash him in the head with it. That's well, my professional on the tool. advice. If managed, yes, <sighs> if you've managed to produce some tree limbs, go for the tree limb. Um, yeah. Yeah, actually, um, Marcus, if you want to be all nosy about it, my vibrator plugs into the wall. Because why fucking play? I haven't had a battery-operated vibrator in five years because I bought an Hitachi uh, Hitachi Magic Wand, and once you've had a Magic Wand, nothing else will do. That damn thing might as well have a kickstand. I'm just saying, if you actually, if you haven't actually you ever used the Hitachi Magic Wand, um, once you have one of those, absolutely nothing on earth will do, but a Hitachi <laughs> Magic Wand. It's like it's like the Harley Davidson of vibrators. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It could make your teeth chatter. Uh huh. <laughs> yes. In the chat room, Azure is claiming that I made her fall off the bed. I refuse to accept responsibility for your clumsiness. I'm clumsy enough on my own. Uh-huh. And just for everybody who had no fucking clue. And if you're in the, the chat room, 
Lady Holder has posted a link to the Hitachi Magic Wand. If I have the, and you know what, you should get the attachments too. Definitely get this, especially the G Spot one. Holy shit! Um, if you go to Amazon and put in Hitachi Magic Wand, you will find it. Do not buy an off-brand. Don't be seduced into buying an off-brand because it's cheaper. It's bullshit. Pay for quality. I've had mine for five years. When I bought my Hitachi Magic Wand, it came in the mail. And um, my mom, I don't know why she was here. And I, I said, oh, and I got really excited, right? And mom said, what's that? I said, it's my Hitachi Magic Wand. And she says, oh, I love mine. There you go. I don't know, Marcus, because I don't actually have a prostate. So I don't know if the G-Spot attachment would work well on the prostate. I do know that my husband never let me try it. But if at some point he allows me to try that, I will certainly let you know. Uh, try that. Now, the Hitachi yeah, Magic Wand also, um, there's a pillow you can buy to put the wand in, and then you can ride the wand. What's it? Um, it's a lover's pillow, but it's designed for the magic wand, and you insert the magic wand into the pillow, and then you can stri- you can sit astride it, like one of those machines. You know, those machines, what's it called? You know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. You know yes, what I, I mean. Do. Okay. Um. Yeah, anyways, yeah, 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 I don't yeah, yeah. know how we got on discussion of sex toys when I'm talking about because it's a lot fans. more. It's a lot more. It's a lot more brain cleansing than the other. Anywho, I'm going to have to um, edit this description of this radio show a lot after it's over. <laughs> Change the title and everything. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, um, back to Rough Trade. By the way, I just, actually I just not, not a bad your... segue considering, you know, sex toys no. to Rough Trade. No. Um, no. Um, Rough, Rough Trade. Trade. Rough Trade got started for a, a lot of different reasons that I remember. And not the least of which was because we were all doing nano. And, yeah. you know, having It was having originally called Naked Nano. Yeah, and I, and I was... Um, also, you know, there, you get so much abuse in fandom for posting works in progress and rough drafts um, and that, that mm-hmm. whole beta culture in, in fandom. Because they have this... They cultivate this idea in writers in fandom, that if it's not perfect, you shouldn't post it. Mm-hmm. And these nitpickers feel like they have the right to pick your work apart and point out things they like or don't like when it, when it wasn't even asked, when it was not even yep. asked. And I There's hate that level. non-consensual beta. I, I really do, mm-hmm. which is why, which was the basis of my zero-tolerance policy for a rough trade. Mm-hmm. There's a level of, um, you know, insanity that comes with it um, that, you know, I can't see um, happening anywhere else, okay? It's rough trade has always, I mean, and, and Naked Nano when it was up. Both sites were designated as this is the rough product. This is this is where you're going to see stuff that is 
not polished. It's going to have spelling errors. It's going to have grammar errors. Y'all should be really happy that, you know, when I do the magic pen, that I actually bother to go over and read it again because otherwise what you'd be seeing would be stuff that would make absolutely no fucking sense, okay? And, you know, it's... it's um. Rough trade is rough, okay? What's, what's going to come out the other end of it, okay, after we do the polishing, after it goes through beta, will be a lot, well, it'll be a lot closer to what we do well, on, an, on any other day, okay? And also about you know, very the, different the, than what you actually saw on rough trade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to oh, be yeah. perfectly honest, shit you see on Rough Trade may look totally different when you actually see it published on a on a site as a completed work. But that isn't the mm-hmm. point. The point is is that there's this culture in fandom where young writers and new writers are berated for not being perfect, for not getting it right, mm-hmm. and they develop this fear of posting, and it pisses me off. Mm-hmm. How dare you? make somebody feel that Afraid way. Afraid of their own work. You don't have the right to do that. You don't. Nope. So I don't like nitpickers. I don't like grammar Nazis. I don't. I really don't like a grammar Nazi. That, that is like the worst thing you can do to, to another writer is to be a Nazi. Don't be a grammar Nazi. It's ugly. And one writer to another, really, it is your responsibility to the craft we share to inspire others, not Apparently I've tear done them that. to pieces. I don't mean you personally. Yeah. I mean all writers. It is a writer's mm-hmm. responsibility to the craft we all share to be inspirational and to be supportive. <laughs> Julianne, are you... Julianne Walker just accused me of not liking her. Are you a are you a grammar Nazi, Julianne? Julianne, Julianne, Julianne how do you, how you say that? Julianne. Julianne. Anyway, Julianne. Julianne, are you a grammar Nazi? I bet you are. I, you can be a grammar Nazi. Grammar Nazis can be useful, but you can't be a grammar Nazi to someone who. Oh, well, that's different. That's different. When you when when someone asks for it, I expect that. That's what I wanted. Oh. But Oh golly. Oh. Oh uh, hi. Hi. Hello. No, no. Yes, we like you. <laughs> you like can you be a grammar Nazi all you want to in private. And if there there are occasions where mm-hmm. even yes, I will seek one out and I did seek one out, DJ Addict. I did she mm-hmm. did the grammar beta beta for um Lantine Legacy. But there's a difference between being a grammar Nazi and acting out your grammar Nazi fantasies. Don't look berate writers for the mistakes you see. The, in their the work thing for me is, without their permission. Yeah. Don't be that snotty asshole if, who points out somebody who, you know, if they're not asking you for your feedback directly, don't assume that it's wanted. Mm-hmm. You can have any opinion you want. Don't expect everybody to appreciate it or want it. Mm-hmm. Yep. The the thing for this, for me on this is there's going to come a point in time where 
I'm going to be finished with an uncomplicated choice. And I'm going to tie everything off, wrap it with a bow, post the last chapter, and then I'm going to look at my file and probably have an absolute screaming fit because now I have to turn it into something else. And it's going to be finished and it's going to be done. And I'm going to go back through it and actually do a beta on it as a whole, something that I've not done for that whole thing because I've never had a reason to. And it's going to go back through with Kira and probably Chris, and I may ask for another person to give it a look. And in that instance, DJ. because I've invited <laughs> it, probably, um, because I've invited the request, um, it, it being a, a grammar Nazi will be, honestly, it'll be a godsend, okay? Because I know my grammar is for shit some days. But it takes. But when it's not asked for, action. it's just terrible. No, it, it it isn't. It's horrible when somebody says, "Look on chapter on page three, paragraph two, sentence four, you uh, had an Oxford comma when you shouldn't have had one." What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you got all the way through to the end came back, counted down my pages, paragraphs, and sentences to find this one Oxford comma. And, you know, hold on while I go look up one of the, what those things are. Really? To, to tell me this? Okay. <laughs> really? You know? That's a, are you for serious moment? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that actually, the, the, Marcus, you're confused. Umbridge wasn't attacked by um, the spider. She was dragged <laughs> off by the centaur. So, anyway, oh, just in the side of the chat room, they're discussing Umbridge's fate in Harry Potter. And, yeah. That's because Azur had, Sina, you're had never the, serious. the worst... Yes. The, uh, Azur had the worst and scariest pairing ever. Umbridge and uh, um, Aragog, you know, the, the spider. Um, yeah, yuck, gross. Well, considering traditionally what centaurs did to women, they dragged off into the wilderness on a mythology point of view, it's kind of ugly what Rowling did to um, Umbridge. It's one big rape joke. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. And as, as horrific as that is, yeah, um, not many people and are And out of all the bad guys in Harry Umbridge. Potter, I'd have been perfectly okay with Umbridge going, with um, Voldemort going to jail. I'd have been fine with that, mm-hmm. but Umbridge needed to die. Slowly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're a horrible person, Senna. That is such a wretched line. <laughs> you know. The only thing worse as far as um, things that Rowling that. alludes to in Harry Potter that doesn't she doesn't actually say beyond the gang rape of Umbridge by the centaur would be um, the fact that Dumbledore's brother... Abaforce apparently fucks uh-huh. his own goats. Yeah, yes, he fucks his goats. A, another, there's another lovely thought, you know? And Goat fucker. Honestly, Because that's appropriate. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is, apparently. Yeah. You can tell the people who've been in this um, radio talk show chat for a while because they figured out how to cuss and not be censored. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. You know, which which is, 
Yeah, they're they're pansies because they don't let us test. Anyhow, oh, that's just a horrible thing. That is not a new meaning for petting Azura Azura. That's oh, you horrible wench. Evil, evil wench. But you know, back to what, what was our topic again? See, this is I don't even know how I'm <laughs> gonna edit this. It'll be like ridiculous. It'll be like don't don't actually listen to this if you weren't there because it won't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Um No, it won't. Um just look the the entitlement the husband just stuck with, his head in with, do you want to say hello to the ladies <laughs> you're so shook no them? no he did not want to say hello to the ladies i saw you to do the um the uh old spice commercial he ran away yes yes he did <laughs> i'm still talking there wasn't even a picture of pregnant batman I know. You keep talking any longer. I'm going to have to use a crowbar to get that thing out of your ears. Yeah, yeah. You bought it for me. Tell him to shut his whore mouth. <laughs> and, and, and to quote uh, the, the best friend and to, to announce it to the whole radio, she says, shut your whore mouth. <laughs> Which I get from yes. Senna. I'm, I'm, I'm not to blame. <laughs> and apparently that is from, from my, my darling daughter, Senna, the one who you got the e-cigarette for. Senna's a bad influence. Well, come yeah, but that, that Hello Ladies thing comes from last week. I had my headset in before the um, <laughs> radio show was set to begin. And he was talking to me, and he didn't notice I had the headset in. And I asked him, I said, I could be on the radio show. What would you say to the Minions then? And he said, hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and and now you won't do it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. My mom recently watched um, Maximum Overdrive on Netflix, and if you've never seen that, that that's mm-hmm. another Stephen King movie where a comet passes by the planet and turns all the machines against mankind. And there's a part oh, with this girl who's particularly southern, and if you watch it. I'm going to do an impression of her. So when you watch it and you hear this, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you have Netflix, it's called Maximum Overdrive. Anyway, she got married that day, and her husband's name is Curtis. And this is important because if I say this to my husband, he gets so tickled he can't even talk. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Curtis, Curtis, are you there? Are you dead? Don't make me a widow on my wedding day. I did this to my mother. I went, Curtis, Curtis, are you dead? And my mom went right back and said, don't make me a widow on my wedding day. <laughs> and we got so tickled. We could, oh, it was, it was terrible. It was terrible. It's a great, great B movie. It's fantastic. You, you have to watch it. It's got uh-huh. Emilio Estevez in it. And, um... It's just, it's amazingly terribly bad and awesome at the same time. But, yeah, me and Mom were quoting Maximum Overdrive today when we weren't bitching at each other. Curtis. Curtis. Oh, it's hilarious. Anyway, I bear a shocking resemblance to her in person. I'm not sure how it will translate over the phone, but not in person, Uh like, physically, but, I mean, in voice. It was, it's terrible. Oh, Jesus. You know, I'm old. Did I tell you that? I did some planting yesterday. I'm trying to experiment. I did some planting for my um, driveway, and I, just, I sent um, Lady Holder pictures. Anyway, I sent. Mm-hmm. I did some and planting, and nice. I, 
I pulled a muscle in my arm and I was putting icy hot on it. Well, I just got icy hot in my eye. Oh, God. You know, the fact of the matter is, you know, I, I have, by the way, um, my fandom birthday is actually quite different than my real birthday, which is, it should be absolutely no surprise for anybody. Um, but my... <laughs> And I'm listening to my peanut gallery take hot steel coffee cups out of a dishwasher that just finished running. I am so proud of you for realizing they're hot, dear. I really am. Good job. <laughs> listen to his mansplaining. Yeah, listen to the mansplaining. Okay. Um. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> but what I was going to say is, um, in reality real life being what it is. I'm six months older, thereabouts, than, than, you know, Kira, and she's complaining that she's old, and I'm not that far away from 40, and yes, I know that my husband, who is long-suffering and is ignoring hard the whole conversation, is, is you know, past the, the, the 40 thing and is coming towards 50, and he's very good about it. <laughs> you passed the halfway mark, dear. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, you don't have Look any right to say you're old. Okay. <laughs> I said that to uh-huh. my husband today. Suck it up, Buttercup. And? Um, and I can only blame you for it because you're the reason I said it. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I forget I know. what he was saying, and he turned and looked at me like, "Bitch." He didn't say it, but he, you, you, I could tell he was thinking it. He had his, he, he had his bitch face uh-huh. on. Yes, it's which is time you know, for that. I'm just saying, I'm not saying 40 is old. I'm not saying 44 <laughs> is old. I'm saying that after squatting in the dirt for two hours, panning, planting tiny lily bees, tiny uh-huh. bee lilies, that I feel old and shit hurts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I understand that one. You know, it's, oh, hey, apparently Star Trek Into the Darkness is available on Amazon. Whatever. This is what I get for actually looking at IMDb. Um, so. I bought Star Trek Into the Darkness. This is an aside because, you know, I liked it. My husband goes, oh, my God, what the fuck are you doing buying that piece of shit Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Don't hold back. No, I will not play that movie while you are here, dear, just because apparently you and, and you know, this movie have had problems. Curtis. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. I won't play it. I won't I won't torture you that way. Yeah, I don't even give a shit the sounds on. I watch Star Trek for the people, the pretty, pretty people. Chris Pine is oh, beautiful. Oh, yes. Oh yes. Me and Mom right. coming out of Jack. Um, we went to see Jack Ryan, and I said, "Hey, Mom, uh-huh. you want to go see Jack Ryan?" And she was like, "Who's in it?" I said, "Chris Pine." And she says, "Hell yeah, I want to go see it." <laughs> she didn't even know what it was about, right? So we go in and we watch I'm it. Your mother. And she comes out, and she she uh, turns and looks at me, and she says, "He's so beautiful." <laughs> Uh-huh. An hour later, she You're couldn't to... tell me a damn thing about the movie. She didn't even pay attention to the movie. She just watched him. <laughs> she could have been over there with headphones in for all I know. 
you know, your Curtis, mom's got a point. And Curtis, are you dead? No, I'm dead. Yeah, I'll stop. Anyway, it's hilarious. It, it cracks me up. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, by the way, I, can't, I don't I'm know I'm just going to call this podcast a bitchy conversation. I, that works for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do feel and better. Yeah, I was I was so irritated the whole fucking day, and um, and it's not, and it really was just the straw. It, it wasn't just this one person. Honestly, it was just like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm coming up on my six six year anniversary for fandom, and I still mm-hmm. every fucking week I have some asshole in my in my feedback box or my email being a fucking asshole, mm-hmm. and I just and I think to myself. Like I said before, if they do it to me, and I'm well known for how I feel about this shit, and how I'm going to respond when they do, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm left to wonder how they treat more sensitive writers. Writers mm-hmm. take that shit to heart and get hurt by it. And that makes me mad. It makes me really mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, I've got fairly thick skin on this. Mainly because um, the, pers- the 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 real life is fairly thick, but you know, I can't. If, if you're if you're one of those thirteen year old kids who's writing um, in the Harry Potter fandom, or God help you, the Twilight fandom, or you know the 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 um, Percy Jackson fandom, or any of those fandoms that. Um, are out there, you know, if you can't, um, you don't need to get destroyed, okay, because it's not, it's not right that somebody be that horrible to you and try and take away a love of writing that's just starting, okay, and the fact that they that these people have no problem doing that and don't even notice that they are doing that. What the hell is wrong with those folks? I think that people need to um, take a step back when they encounter a young, obviously immature writer, um, or just an immature Mm -hmm. writer, whether it's someone who's obviously very young or someone who's just starting out. And keep in mind that when you berate them, or tell them something terrible about their work, that you're literally taking a piss on something they love. Writing is the most personal thing you do. And you put it out there for other people to read, and it is a level of exposure that many people Mm -hmm. will never in their life understand. Yep. Some of us can handle you not liking it. Some of us can't. I personally don't care. I also don't care to hear about your shit. I don't want to know. I don't care if you're butthurt about it either. Um, okay, you're entitled to your opinion. I don't have to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Nope. And, yes, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has them. doesn't mean I want to see everybody's. And by the way, I, I there's actually a, picked. Uh, go ahead. There's a discussion in the chat room about 
a 12-foot cock. And I suppose that must have happened in a fanfic somewhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> sometimes By the way. You, you, you read sex oh. um, and you think to yourself, um, that's not how that works. <laughs> yes. And that's not guys, how that's ever going to work. Just so you know, I, I actually just Googled the, lo- the, the largest mammal on the planet, which happens to be the blue whale, and it has a penis that has an average length between 8 and 10 feet. So not even the blue whale, who happens to be fucking huge, has a 12-foot penis. So there's not now a whole thing you can have one either. <laughs> penis. <laughs> nah, biggest animal penis. Hold on. The ten biggest dicks in the animal kingdom. The blue whale is apparently up there. Yeah, at least eight feet. Mhm. The giraffe has a three-foot penis. Amazing. Um. The African bull elephant, six feet. Um, this weird albino bull is an Italian breed. Of course, it's Italian. Of course, it's Italian. Has a two to three foot. Oh yes, I've seen those pictures. They're great. The, the wild boar has a one point five foot long penis. Yuck. That's, that's terrible. Oh. Yeah, the things you find, you know, and there's got there's got to be somebody who has the unlucky, you know, um, chore of actually measuring that poor bastard. Look, I'm gonna go on record and um, talk about penis size for a minute here. Um, I tend to write big dicks because I think a big dick is sexy. Okay, a little one is not sexy. I don't even want to have sex with a little dick. There's no way in hell I'm gonna write sex with a little dick. I'm just not going to do it. It's not sexy. But, keeping that in mind, do be aware that the average penis size um, is like, what, five and a half, six inches? But frankly, I wouldn't get dressed for anything under eight. Undressed. I am not taking Mm -hmm. off my clothes for anything under eight inches. Honestly, I prefer nine. Thank you. Just for real. That's for serious. Mm-hmm. I'm totally serious there. No way. I once encountered a man who had a very small penis. Mm-hmm. And I put my clothes back on without fucking him because no, absolutely not. I was a total asshole to that man. I probably ruined his self-esteem for the rest of his life, and I don't even give a shit. Mm-hmm. You need to warn a yeah. bitch. If you've got a small penis, you need to warn them, and you need to eat pussy like you're starving. <laughs> yeah, by the way, the Google search that I just did, there's apparently a well, Wikipedia entry under the blue whale penis. And they have a dried one in the uh, Icelandic Philological Museum in Reykjavik, Iceland. Thanks. I didn't need to see that. Marcus is talking about having a 
a male lover who had a small penis, and he said that he still topped him because he was pretty. Well, if I had the dick in the relationship, I'd fuck a man with a little dick. Because who cares how big his dick is? It's at, 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 at that point, you'd want to know how tight his ass, ass is, is right? I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, if his dick is small and his ass is like a Grand Canyon, I can see why that might be a problem, but... Have you noticed that in a lot of the really interesting porn, when they're doing that, the, the size difference is little, 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 little dick, big dick. And it's like, <laughs> come on, guys. I'm yeah. just saying, well, number one, my theoretical penis is huge. And I really wouldn't care if the boy I was, man, I was fucking had a big one or not. Because, like I said, as long as the... Uh-huh. The hole is good to go. We're good to go, right? I don't actually have a penis, mm-hmm. so I don't really know. I mean, I bought one once, but I didn't quite the same. Mm-mm. Just saying. Yeah, I'm, know, not above stra- here's the I'm thing. not above strapping one on. I would totally do that. I don't got a problem in the world with it. I ever, if the sex change thing ever happened in real life, and I actually got a dick, the chances of me leaving the house for the first day, it wouldn't be because I'd be sitting there having a complete and utter, you know, breakdown, mental break and the like. No, I'd be breaking off. I'd be taking the things up for a drive. (laughs) (laughs) You know, let's be real here. I know how mine is. If I walked up with a dick, I would jerk off all day. That's that's no lie. All day. I would get carpal tunnel. (laughs) I have carpal tunnel. I, I have dick elbow tendonitis. I would I would completely and utterly work myself into a flare just to have fun. I tell you what, that grapefruit video on YouTube would get some Oh use. my god. If you've not seen it, god. go to YouTube and put I in did. grapefruit technique. It is oh. amazing. Not only for what happens in the video, but the sound effects are out of this world. Wear headphones. <laughs> so so serious. I'm so Don't serious. Wear thing. headphones. Nope. It is not work oh, yes. safe. Mm-mm. No. At all. But, you know. It is um, so not work safe. We've got 13 minutes left, so I want to do a little bit more on topic here about um, about fandom and about entitlement and about readers and writers. Uh-huh. Um, I, if I could say anything to you about fandom and your behavior is that I'm not perfect and I don't expect you to be. Mm -hmm. But what I would want from any reader is respect. And if I say no, don't ask me ten more times. My answer is not going to change. But more than me, I would ask you to respect other writers. And don't degrade them for what they write, the kinks they enjoy. Don't point it in them if they don't do what you want, because you don't have the right to be disappointed in them. You don't. Mm-hmm. You don't have the right to lash out at them because they're writing a pairing that you don't like or a plot that you don't like or a concept that makes you uncomfortable. Whatever it is, they have the right to do it. 
and you have the right to not read it, but you don't have the right to abuse them for what they're doing. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's another thing. Um, 99.9% of the people who read on my site have no idea who I am. It is terribly uncool for you to ask them. The people who are in my chat often, the regulars, they don't know who I am either. Mm-hmm. And you nope. don't have the right to harass them and ask them over and over and over mm-hmm. again who I am, where I live, or anything like that. It's terrible. Don't do it. If I ever get out of by a, a reader in fandom, I'm going to leave fandom. Period. It'll be over and done, and my site will disappear, and it will never come back. And it won't yeah, be because I'm ashamed of it, because I'm not. I'm not ashamed mm-hmm. of it. It will happen because you will have betrayed me, and I will have lost all mm-hmm. faith and trust in fandom, and I will be gone. And fuck that. And fuck you. Just, just don't do it. If I ever do it myself, that's one thing. But if you do it for me, I'm done. So you can mm-hmm. have respect and be honorable. And just just be honorable and respectful to everybody. As much as you can in, in fandom. Because, you know, yes, you encounter some assholes. Trust me, I know. I know from assholes, and I, I've encountered quite a few. But when a writer puts as much effort as I do into their work, it's just terrible for you to be disappointed. No, you can be disappointed. It's terrible for you to express your disappointment and then get butt hurt when I don't like it. The other thing is, quite honestly, and this is something that is is just pissing me off right now, mainly because of what Sina is saying in the chat room, where she's getting PMs, private messages, by the way, in chat asking for Kira's mates, okay, the fact that these people are going to somebody else, not me, um, you know, they're going to, to, to third parties, to, to other minions on this, to ask for that, the fuck is wrong with you people, okay, she does, nobody else knows, okay, um, I'll be honest and say I know, but I know because I tripped into it. I didn't find out about it because it was something that was, you know, um, given with with great thought and and deliberation. I tripped, okay? And my immediate reaction was, oh, fuck. And I told, and I sent back the information, and I said, look, this this came over. If you do not want to talk to me again, and I, I think I, I was pretty obvious about it. You know, I said I'd be fine because this was this wasn't information I should have had. Okay, and so the fact that somebody else is thinking it is appropriate to go around and and ask these questions, no, it's not. Okay, and if I have to put that up on a on a post, okay. Um, then fine, I'll do that. You don't get to fucking know, all right? Asking me, asking Cinna, asking OT, a.k.a. Marcus, asking Azure, it doesn't fly. They don't know. End of, end of rant. 
And, you know, and it's not, like I said, I'm, I'm not ashamed of it. At, at this, and at this point... I'm never saying it, you were. No, I'm just saying in general. I'm just saying in general. I'm, I'm not ashamed mm-hmm. of it remotely. And at this point, I'm not even sure if it would be a problem professionally, but it is a, um, an issue of my privacy, and, and that's what it boils down to at this point. That's it's it. just private. It's, it's private, and I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not ready to share it. I'm not sure I ever will be ready to share it. Um, and like I said, if it, if it happens against my will, I will consider it a betrayal. And I don't think I'll be able to trust fandom with anything at that point, especially not my work. And the thing is, mm-hmm. is that people in fandom have a way of betraying writers in very ugly and terrible ways. And you see that with Xanth. I do see what happened as Zance, um, to Xanth in the Stargate fandom as a betrayal. Those of you who made her life so difficult that she stopped writing in a fandom that she obviously loved a great deal. You betrayed her. You betrayed the faith and the effort she put into her work. And you mm-hmm. betrayed the rest of the fandom who was enjoying her work. And it's yeah. ugly. And, all the and stuff I, that we will I know that you're not ashamed of yourself. If you're one of those people, I know yep. you're not ashamed of yourself. And that makes it worse. That makes you a terrible fucking human being. Really. And the worst part, the worst part about it is you can say this to them all day long. You can tell them exactly how much of a, you know, a, a douche canal that they are, and they're never going to notice because it doesn't fit their mental... Um, yeah, it doesn't fit their mental, you know, world of, you know, I can, I can do this. Why can't I do this? I am such. No, sorry. You know, you're not. That story you um, told about Tony being a Navy SEAL and the NCIS fandom running that mm-hmm. girl off, it makes me want to write Tony as an ex-Navy SEAL who joined NCIS and the badass. Can you please? I'll just put put that forth right now. <laughs> you know... Uh, yeah, I, I thought, I, well, I'll have to tell you this. If I, if I ever wrote in NCIS, it would have to be an OC pairing. I, I, I don't actually ship Tony Gibbs. I know. Okay. <laughs> and I I never had a problem with that. There, There's things with, I mean, there's reasons why my NCIS one, um, I have, you know, um, Tony quite quickly put a, a, you know, a kibosh on the whole, you know, tapping on the, or thumping on the back of the head. Fuck no, he's not going to do that. You know, um, if he tries it, Tony's going to hand him something and it's probably going to be, you know, his beating heart. Doesn't work that way. Sorry. What I would, um, I'm going to tell you something and this is terrible. Go for it's it. terrible, but I'm, I'm going to say it. I have a problem with Gibbs' name. Yeah, I remember. It's just terribly unsexy. There's nothing sexy about Jethro. It reminds me of the Beverly Hillbillies, and that's not sexy. <laughs> oh, this is, oh, God. It's not remotely sexy. And so I just can't ship Tony and Jethro. <laughs> I just can't. Mm-hmm. I can't get past it. And that's vain and terrible, and I don't care. So, yeah. I could definitely write Tony as an ex-Navy SEAL who joined NCIS and probably even left the Navy mm-hmm. because he was gay. That, that would be great. I could do an OC oh, yeah, hey, a great deal like um, Orlando Bloom with him. 
<laughs> I'm all for that. Yes, please. <laughs> you know, because, we, you know, actually, in all honesty, the reason that Declan Frost exists is because I've gotten so much grief about not writing um, NCIS, and everybody wanted me to, uh-huh. and I knew I was never going to do it. Um, and I was like, I just can't. Yeah. I just really can't. Um, I actually mm-hmm. like the idea of Tony transferring to an NCIS office in Hawaii and being with Steve McGarrett. That's hot. There's a problem. <laughs> that is very hot, hot. Although, yes, although you know the whole you know Steve Danny thing is still you know a, a nice thing as well. You know, I, there, there's a lot of things with fandom and how it reacts and how it it treats its authors that is fairly horrible. Um, there's also the days where fandom, you know, pulls its collective head out of its ass and they do these absolutely wonderful things for people. And, you know, they, they're wonderful at times. Actually, they're wonderful a lot of times. So I like to, to, you know, think of it more as the wonderful than the not. And I think that's what I'm going to have to, to stick with and hope that, the good continues to outweigh the bad. I agree with you on that. Azura says we should transfer yeah. Tony to NCIS LA and have a threesome. We can't have a threesome because Sam is married to an awesome kick-ass woman, and I can't break up that marriage. It's awesome. She's a badass. But G and Tony might work. Mm-hmm. I do I do actually prefer the Tony, the Tony Steve McGarrett um Pairing a lot. I've seen it twice There's on, a hell on of a AO3. Lot of there. Yeah. One, mm-hmm. oh, we had 90 seconds left. One where Tony goes yeah, to um, Hawaii because uh, Gibbs is an asshole, and then Gibbs and the team go out there to try to get him back. He's like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. i got a hot Navy SEAL as a boyfriend. I'm not going anywhere. Yep. <laughs> I know. I saw that one. Anyways, we're at a minute, and um, I just – Bitch, bitch, bitch. We're going to have mm-hmm. a, another radio show fairly soon. Um, is it what? Uh, the twentieth? Help me out here, people. The twentieth. The twentieth. Yeah. And you re- you realize now that I am going to have to break the speed of sound to get home, considering I get off work an hour before this thing. Oh, it's May twenty first. It it's May twenty first. Oh, it's the twenty. No, it's not the twentieth on my thing. Well. Hold on. Got 34 yeah, seconds. We Shit. don't have much time. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Let's see. Damn it. Tuesday at 10 p.m. Tuesday, yeah, I know. So I'll okay, see so you. So let's I'm run into okay. Tuesday at 10 p.m. Um, I will see you guys there. Everybody have a good evening, and thank you very much. Yep. You're welcome. Shut up and sit down.
500 vehicles to sell, 500 ways to save. One month only at Build Penny Toyota during Mega Memorial Month. Now through May 31st. That means mega deals on your favorite Toyota models from Alabama's number one volume Toyota dealer. And don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. Plus, enjoy the rest of our awesome Penny perks. Visit BuildPennyToyota.com during Mega Memorial Month. Number one based on 2018 total new Toyota retail sales in Alabama for Southeast Toyota distributors. Warranty valid through 10th year of ownership on new vehicles only. See dealer for details. 500 vehicles to sell, 500 ways to save. One month only at Build Penny Toyota during Mega Memorial Month. Now through May 31st. That means mega deals on your favorite Toyota models from Alabama's number one volume Toyota dealer. And don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. Plus, enjoy the rest of our awesome Penny perks. Visit BuildPennyToyota.com during Mega Memorial Month. Number one based on 2018 total new Toyota retail sales in Alabama for Southeast Toyota distributors. Warranty valid through 10th year of ownership on new vehicles only. See dealer for details.